And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Son of Slovenia, cool as hell. He scores the ball and he rebounds well. Don't fight the future. Here comes Luca. Welcome to 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The only Mavs podcast recording in the Mark Mark Cuban visiting owner suite. That's what you said it was, Tony, right? This is is the visiting owner suite. Okay, okay, okay. Well, did you see like all of the refrigerators just like stocked with with, delectables? Okay, okay. I see Dasani water. That, That doesn't strike me as, oh, billionaire water. You just said Dasani hits different. It does hit different. It does hit different. The real ones know. Dasani does hit different. Anyway, I'm Tim Cato, and we've got Tony Jones. We are uh, the Athletics Beat Writers for the Mavericks and the Jazz, and we are recording somewhere in this Vivint Arena. Uh, It's just Viv? The the Viv. The Viv. Okay. We're getting way sidetracked. I feel like you don't want to talk about what the Jazz did. I definitely want to talk about (laughs) it because the way this is going, this will be one of my last chances to talk about it. No, no, no. The offseason is going to be very busy in my in my world. Is is this uh is this series over? Let's say Luca didn't come back. Would it matter? Are the Mavericks winning this series? Because it sure felt like it. Just coming away from game 3 the way the Mavericks played. What I would say is with or without Luca the Jazz cannot stop the Mavericks defensively. Mm-hmm. So their only path to winning games in this series from here on out right now is score 125 points a game. Um, you know, so, I mean, you know, that's what they have to do. Like, they're not going to win it defensively. They're not going to win it getting stops. They're going to have to win it outscoring, outscoring Dallas. And the chances of them doing that three times in the next, how many games have we played? Three times in the next four? Yeah. So two, one, yeah. Three times in the next four. I mean, you know, Dallas is a much better defensive team. Dallas can get stops. The Jazz can't. So that's, I mean, I I think the Jazz can still win on Saturday uh, and tie this series at 2-2, but I don't think they can win a series. Yeah, I mean, that's where I am. Uh, You know, I don't think Luka's return uh, is going to all of a sudden give something the Jazz. Like, I do think they're going to attack him defensively. I I do think it's important that Luka is healthy, that, you know, I I think that that it matters that he could have been on the court tonight but clearly it was the right call not to have him on the court first off the Mavs won uh second off you know if he's limited or hampered at all doesn't trust fully trust his you know his his leg if there's any risk of re-injury it's, it's very obvious that like the right call was to sit him game three if if there's any doubt going into game four you know I, I think the Mavericks are now in a position where they can rest him again 
And again, not rest, like can let him continue healing. But I, honestly, I wouldn't play him game four. Now right. that he took game three, to me, I, I I wouldn't play him game four, especially because they were the better team without him tonight. Like, that was almost so, a blowout. You know, I mean, that, that was the thing. I mean, they yeah. were, they were, I know it got down to one. And I know that, you know, at 105-102, Boyan Bogdanovich had a ball in the air to tie the game. But, you know, they got down to one and what happened? Dallas scored the next possession to make it 105-102. And then the Jazz missed. And then Dallas scored the next possession to make it 107-102. And then the Jazz missed. And then Dallas scored the next possession to make it 109-102. And, and that's that's the difference. That That stretch is the difference between these two. When Dallas needs to get a stop, when they really need to get a defensive stop or two or three, they can get two or three defensive stops. When the Jazz need to get stops, they can't get stops. That's the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, the first half was so uninteresting to me and in terms of wanting to be able to talk about it. It was the exact same. It was everything was the same that we've seen in the first two games. It was the same poor rotations from the Jazz it was the Mavericks smartly using transition opportunities. This is not a fast-paced series, but actually this was the fastest-paced game of the right. of the three. And in both teams, when they do run, they try to do it real smartly. Uh, so, so you know, it, it almost got away from the Jazz there for a second. And I'm really curious about the small lineup. You know, they they brought in Eric Pascal as the as the small ball five, and that's when all of a sudden a bunch of these floaters that Utah had been getting. You know, a bunch of instances where Rudy's in the paint. And so there's at least two Mavericks kind of crowded in there. And when a Jazz guard does beat a Maverick, they're they're still only seeing maybe a 10-foot floater. All of a sudden, those floaters are becoming dunks and layups. And like you said, it, it doesn't, you know, playing that small ball lineup is not going to stop the Mavericks from scoring on the other end. But the Maverick, you know, Utah already wasn't stopping them. You know, Rudy Gobert on the floor wasn't stopping them. Rudy was, but the Mavericks would just play around him. Right. And so how much do you think that's a actually a functional strategy for them to go ahead and, and, and do as the series goes on, especially with the idea that Rudy is paid what he's paid and he is a critical part of this team. You can't just bench him. You know, I, I guess I guess the starting place is that Eric Pascal takes all of Whiteside's minutes. Yeah, that's got to be a starting place. And. And, I, you know, if I'm Quinn Snyder going into Saturday, saying that Saturday is a must win for the Jazz, I'm even probably going to step further in terms of the only time that I'm going to have Rudy Gobert on the floor is mirroring Dwight Powell's minutes. And, you know, because that's the only time that you can re- reliably reliably play the drop. Right. Um the problem for the Jazz in this series is that when Dallas has gone small, Rudy Gobert has not been able to take advantage offensively. And the, 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 that's been the big issue because it hasn't punt, they haven't been able to punish. They haven't been able to punish. And, you know, so if you're still getting stops on the other end and you're scoring on one end, I mean, you just, it's just not. You know, you just don't have to take that lineup off the floor. Right. Um, and, like, they started playing all switch actions with with Rudy. They're like, okay, and, and Dallas got the switch onto him, three straight but they're possessions. Still, they're still rotating so poorly. Right. Coming and off and the it still screws. gives you the problem on the other end yeah. on offense where the lane is clogged and 
Dallas is doing such a good running, uh, such a good job running Utah off the three point line that you really need to be able to get layups and point paints to make up for that. You know, unless they can figure out some way to get threes, then that's, I don't believe, is something that they can do this series. I've seen nothing that Utah has done this series that would make me think that all of a sudden they're going to get up 45 threes. Right. And, you know, Dallas is playing it perfectly, which is they're switching everything and they're not helping off of any shooters. And if you can, you know, score 130 points on contested floaters, then God bless you. And, you know, the difference between Dallas and Utah is that defensively, there's Dorian Finney-Smith, there's Reggie Bullock, there's there's Josh Green. Um, you know, even Jalen Brunson sits down and, and makes it tough on you. I mean, there's just defenders all over the place. And the Jazz just don't have that. And, you know, right now, you know, basically Jalen Brunson's coming up the floor. He's saying, oh, okay, you know what? I haven't picked on Jordan Clarkson in a while, or I haven't picked on Donovan Mitchell. It really does feel like that. It's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, Bojan Bogdanovic just came into the game. Let's see if he's fresh or not. You know, and, it, and it's just, you know, I, I, I tweeted this earlier uh, in the game, but, you know, a couple of years ago when the Jazz beat Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder, they did so because, you know, they just picked on Carmelo Anthony the entire series. And now it's like the tables have turned. They're the team that's been picked on. So, and and Utah has like four Carmelos. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh so so, you know, like like we were saying, Pascal, the one thing that he does is is he gives Utah a chance to outscore them. Um could you see Rudy go uh sorry, uh Rudy Gay doing something similar? I would put him in a game. Yeah. Are and you surprised that, like he hasn't played a minute yet, right? I thought he would play today. Yeah. You know, you know, Wancho Hernan Gomez hasn't had a real impact on this series. And right. that's been the, the the person who who's taken Gay's minutes in the rotation. Um and um, you know, he was also, you know, really uh ineffective tonight as well. And so at this point, you know, just play him. See what happens. I mean, you know, you're this is Saturday's the first must win game of the series. If the Jazz don't win Saturday, the series is over, and it'll mm-hmm. probably be the over on Monday. And um, if the Jazz do win on on Saturday, then you know they they have a fighting chance. So it's just about whether they can figure out a way to give themselves a fighting chance or not. Yeah, yeah, I realize that we've kind of skewed Jazz just because that's that's where my mind's at. Like I'm just so baffled by this team and and curious and just kind of talking out the 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 idea of is there anything they can do, but. I keep coming to the idea that I don't think there really is, you know, I, I think they should try all these things. I think that, you know, they found a couple ways that they can theoretically score up with the Mavericks. I do think that Maxi and Josh green uh, are going to miss some shots at some point, you know, like literally they well, Josh cannot green hit finally made some shots, right? That was the thing, you know, he found, well, he's been and, like a 30% shooter all year. Yeah. Not, and that was, that. So that was the first game in his career and his career. He has hit three threes in a game. And you know why? Because it was, I bet, I guarantee you the last 48 hours have all, been all about positive reinforcement. Like, Yo, yeah. these guys are not going to guard you. You Like, all you have to do is just take your time and make the shot. You've made these shots thousands of times in practice. Just sit back and make the shots. Yeah. And those three threes were gigantic. So we're recording and, We're recording Thursday night. Uh, and, and right after this, I'm headed to... 
write and finish my article tonight, but it's all going to be about the way that, you know, if you were to boil down Jason Kidd and this coaching staff's um, message and, and like what they believe in, it's trust in the players, belief in the players. He has said that from the very first press conference he took over when he was asked about his philosophy. You know, we hear coaches talk like a hundred times a season or like several hundred times a season. Consistently, the theme of so many of his messages is, is this trust and belief in players. And I think you see it with with players like Josh Green, who have struggled with their shot, you know, went into the first two games. And, and you know, I think Josh had zero points and then maybe two points the next game. And then he comes out and he had what? I don't have a box score in front of me, but like 11 or 12 points yeah. and three steals, like really good defense. He was a key figure in this. But and the, it, the thing yeah. about it is, you know, Dallas has a margin of error, a margin for error in this series. Right. And I think that that's what they learned the first two games of the series, especially game two when they came back. Like there's a margin for error for us. So, you know, you can put Josh out there and he can still miss four or five shots you know, but his defense on the other end is invaluable to what they're doing because right. they can just switch everything. They're winning the math you know. the, the, the math advantage still. They're still they're, getting up way more threes. They're still getting up way more threes. And they still, still have their defense to fall they back They have on. obliterated the Jazz on the three-point line in this series. Yeah. Obliter- absolutely obliterated them. And tonight they obliterated them in a the paint as well. Um, you know, so it's there, – there are so many fires that the Jazz have to put out in in order to to uh in order to win this series and you know and honestly i just think that one team right now is just better than the other yeah and you know there's not much there's not much analysis in that yeah spencer dinwiddie hasn't even played well this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to keep this pod pretty quick. Uh, I want to end this on one question. Tony, if you were 
the GM of an NBA team, how much money are you throwing at Jalen Brunson this summer? Well, it's funny you should ask because <laughs> I would like Jalen Brunson to play for my favorite NBA team next year. Which is that? Huh? Which is that? The Knicks. Mm. So I give him I give him eighty million, four and eighty. I think he's way over eighty now. <laughs> the Jazz has single handedly ushered that man into a max contract. <laughs> they're a they're a friendly group of players. They're out here getting earning Jalen money. I mean, they're, it's very so what charitable. You give Jalen a max contract and he averages seventeen and five. Right. I think that I think that you got to remember Utah's making him look really good. Their perimeter defense. That said, this dude is he's a good player. I never would have expected he could step in two games in a row and literally fill the Luka role. Yeah, but maybe not literally. He's, he doesn't mean, have the passing range. He doesn't have the passing vision. He's averaging thirty-five in the last two games. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, forty-one and thirty-one, thirty-six. I will say the Mavericks need to pay him money. There still should be a limit that is south of max contract. I think well, that they he's he's worth more to other teams than he is to the Mavericks because he's never going to have the ball with the Mavericks. But I think so. he's he's so good as a secondary guy. Now I, I think like like I see a lot of value for him in Dallas. Like him and Luca have worked as a pairing, right? So it's well this work, season. Facts. But if you take if you put him in the Knicks where he's going to have thirty five percent usage, see that's where I worry. Then, that he wouldn't be able to sustain that level, le- that level of lead ball handler right. for an entire season, just like the focal point night in, night out. And maybe not worry. He'd be good at that. I, I don't know if that's where he's maximized. I don't know he'd if he'd have he's, RJ Barrett. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know if he's like a top five. Like he's not Luca. We know he's not Luca. We know he's not James Harden. We know he's not, you know, right. like, like he does feel more like a Tyrese Maxey. Right, well, he, it, he's it, better it, next to Luca or Kay Cunningham. Yeah, and if you're the Pistons, you might look at that as well. Yeah, you you're Cunningham. right. You're definitely right about that. And and obviously the Tyrese Maxey in in terms of status and role, not not play style. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's guaranteed. I, I still don't think this is like a 100 percent slam dunk thing that he's back with the Mavericks because you know it's just nothing is, and and you have to go in and assess what everything out there is and and. You know, but I, I don't think the Maver- the Mavericks would not would not will not lose him for nothing. I feel very certain about that. And if somebody wants to pay him some exorbitant fee that the Mavericks can sign and trade him for or do something else like that that they feel benefits the team, I think that's also a good place for them. And you, you know, let's see what the deal is. But you know, there is no question in my mind that that Jalen is, you know, those those dollar figures are just going up like like you're at a gas pump. And uh, it's it's looking like the dollar listen, figure. Listen, not the gallon, not the gallons going up. No, it's going draw, up like the fast I'm gonna one. Draw the line for you. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm going to draw the circle. Okay. Okay. All right. Jalen Brunson and Eric Pascal were teammates at Villanova. Donovan Mitchell and Eric Pascal are best friends. Jalen Brunson. Has scored forty and thirty, primarily with Donovan Mitchell as his primary defender. Do you see where I'm going here? 
Donovan's like, look, man, I want you to get paid. I won't rest until you have a max contract. Maybe uh just let me win game four. Maybe maybe Eric has been playing best friend all along just to actually get some shine to his to his college teammate. Listen, guys, maybe the plot goes deeper. deeper. Guys, I just want to let you know because I have to spell these things out nowadays that I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I also want to make it very clear that Tony was 100% serious. Every part of that. <laughs> I almost made Tony spit out his water. So, All right, this spot has gone got to a weird place. Uh, we're going to get out of here now. Um, but I'll be recording, I think, with the usual gang after Saturday's game. Uh, that's an afternoon start. I don't. I'm in. I'm in Utah time. I don't remember what Dallas time it starts. Hour at. behind. So it'd be three thirty Central time. Two thirty. Okay. Okay. Time. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. I'm, and thank look, you. I'm here. And thank you for recording uh, in our little billionaire room. So this doesn't seem like a billionaire. It really person. doesn't. It really doesn't. I, I I fully believe you that this is the room this that is, is used for. I'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't look like it. Same. Okay. Okay. Well, Look, there's you. like five flat screen TVs. Okay. There's three. I can count them. There's three. There's three. All right. All right. We're getting out of here. Thanks Later, for listening. Guys. See y'all. You play Fortnite just like me. I am 34. Don't fight the future, honey. Don't fight the future. The future is Luca, big dick Donchich from the home of Melania Trump. How many kids you hit? Don't fight the future. It tears me apart. Don't fight the future. Please be nice to Luca. Future four-time MVP. Oh my God. Shut it down! Let's go home! (laughs) It's a wrap, Doug! That is a wrap. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.